Welcome to Lead from the Driver's Seat with Al Rattan. With over 30 years in leadership, Al is ready to share his struggles and successes to help you change your mindset and become the leader you want to be. Learn what it takes to be a successful leader and hear from other entrepreneurs as they share their leadership journeys. It's time for you to lead your team or organization to their full potential. Let's get started. Here is your host, Al Rattan. Well, good day, everyone. Welcome. Al Rattan here, along with my good friend, Chris Baker, uh, for another, uh, you know, a dual recording of our podcasts. You can find Chris's podcast at Maximize Your Potential. Um, and Chris Baker is his name. And again, my name is Al Rattan, and my podcast is titled Lead from the Driver's Seat. And today we're going to ask the question and discuss it. What are you for? What are you for? And really, we're getting sort of the idea from this from a, a great book by Jeff Henderson. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's called Know What You're For. It's uh, it, it's a powerful book, Chris. Like, what what are your first thoughts around around the book as you've been diving into it? Yeah, no, I I um I agree with you hundred percent. I love it. As you you know, the last few years I've really been really been been aware of of understanding your why and and looking at what's your purpose. And this book to me is just a a carry on from that. And it, and actually probably even makes it even more simple, right? Than than that mm. in terms mm -hmm. of you know what what are you for and and again over the next few weeks we'll go deeper into this um but but as you you say and we were talking a little bit about it it's just understanding two things right one is is what do you want to be known for and then the question the second question is what are you known for right so um you know and and i probably said those slightly wrong but it but in other words what what do you think you're known for and then what do other people think you're known for yeah. and i'll do the same thing Right. A reality is they're probably not. In in a lot of cases, I think there is a disconnect between what we think, like, hey, I want to be known for. And then personally, so my own my own personal business sort of mantra is to unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. I would love to be known for or as an encourager of others. Mm -hmm. But if I was to go down the street and say, hey, do you know Al Rattan? And if they said yes, by chance, and it seems like a pile of people know me in my community, smaller town, you know, <laughs> you sort of get, get yeah. known, um, uh, you know, and if you ask them, well, what's out, what do you think Al's known for? I don't think that they would say he's an encourager of people. Maybe some would, maybe some wouldn't, yeah. you know, and, and I think that we can ask this question, not only for ourselves, but also if you're a business person, what are you known for? Mm-hmm which is the company that you, which is what you as the organization need to ask and determine. And then you have to really go and Jeff challenges you to go ask your customers, what are you known for? Right. And those answers should align. And if they don't, you've got a problem. Yeah. And I think it's even, you know, the, the, there is the, you know, what does the company think? What do the customers think? But I think in between that is what do the employees think? And so good, Chris, because I think sometimes too, the, you know, again, a lot of companies get focused on bottom line and don't realize that people are the greatest asset. And if they aren't, if they aren't pouring into developing, helping them grow, 
uh, then they're really wasting one of their biggest assets. Right. And I think this is where we can tie all of this into leadership as well, right? Because if you, you know, I mean, this is where we, we're talking about leadership. So let, let's let's look at that as a leader. Mm. What are you for as a leader? And then what do your team think you're for? Right. And do they align? Yeah, because if there's a disconnect, guess what? You've got a problem. Yeah. And, <laughs> and again, as you go even further and deeper, is that like what, what you're for, does that align with the company that you work for? Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't, again, with a disconnect, you're in the wrong company. Absolutely. And I think you can even go back to the, you know, the Jim Collins good to great example. Are you on the right, are you on the right bus? And then are you on the right seat in the bus? Right. And if you're not, then then there's going to be the disconnect. And I think when you get that disconnect then too in, in companies, your own personal values or morals, your company mission, vision, values, so on and so forth. And there's a disconnect between the leadership and the team or yourself and the community, your clients, then then you're really not living up to your full potential. Yeah. And I think you're leaving, you know, sales on the table in the business sense. You may be losing team members because you're not aligned uh, and all sorts of, well, I mean, I don't want to get tech. I'm going to use simple words here, Chris. All sorts of bad things happen. Right. It's true. <laughs> it's and, true. you know, and speaking of, you know, like as a leader, what do you stand for? And people being a greatest asset, just as a side note, and I just pulled this up real quick because it is a powerful quote. It was in Harvard Business Review on March 1st, 2022. And it said, according to a, a 2019 LinkedIn study, 94% of employees said they would stay with their employer if it invested in their development. Mm -hmm. And we're hearing this term over and over again of this, the great resignation that's happening, right? Many businesses are short staffed and can't find qualified people and so on and so forth. And again, if they're leaving, you know, we can come back to a John Maxwell saying they don't, they don't leave a company. They leave the leader. So again, if you're not living up to what you want to be known for, you're going to potentially lose staff members. But again, if you're going to pour into your team and develop your team, then according to this, 94% of your employers said they would stay. Yeah. What are we missing out on by not developing right. and investing in our team? I know we're getting a little off topic on the four thing here, but it kind of, I think it all tie, we can tie it all back together at the end. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it, it's it's so true. It, it's so true. You know, we need to a bit of an echo. I think we need we need to to be investing in people. Yeah. You know, and I I would I know you've probably experienced this as well, Al. But what you know, it it would frustrate me when I would go and talk to a a company, or even I even talk to to um you know in the companies I've worked for, and you say, hey, I want to do some training with the team, and they say, well, what's it going to cost? Yeah, it's not a cost. No, not a cost. It's an investment. Right? You will get Absolutely. that back two, three, four, ten, tenfold. Yeah. Right? But you have to lay it out in the first place to get it back. Um, and, and and we need to understand that. Right. So we need to invest in that and we need to be for our people, because as you quite rightly said, the, the people are the biggest asset. And I love that word when you talk about people It's an asset in the mm. business, because mm -hmm. if you took those people away, what's left? bricks and mortar that's it or yeah. a website <laughs> you know? I, don't, I don't know about anybody else but it'd be kind of hard to run any company without people 
Right. <laughs> if you were if you were the owner of a retail store, for an example, and you had 20 teammates, 10, 20 staff members, if they didn't show up one day for work, how could you effectively serve your clients? If you're a manufacturing company with hundreds of employees yeah. and they didn't show up for work one day, how are you going to serve your end user customer? You're not going to be manufacturing anything without people. They are an asset. And if we aren't, if we aren't being for them, then, then what's the point of being in business? Why are you in leadership if you're not for your team? I think, I think the, a key thing here, Al, is, is that a business that is looking for sustained growth and development has to be for their people. A business that is looking for a short-term profit doesn't care about their people. No, because no. they're not looking. They're not looking at the long term. Exactly, and, and that unfortunately is one of the challenges with a lot of the corporations at the moment, where the pay structures are all about here and now, right? This quarter, this quarter, this quarter, right? Or we give you an <laughs> annual bonus if you hit this. Don't worry about next year. Just hit this, right? So what happens is that that the, the the people that are in in not all of them, but a lot that are in line for those bonuses just run for those bonuses. They're not thinking about even six months, 12 months down the line, let alone five years, 10 years. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's a challenge, right? And and I think absolutely. And I think this, this whole bringing it, you know, with, with four year people, if you're not and they leave or the cost of training and development for your team, what's the cost of replacing a team member that leaves, especially an experienced one? The interviewing process, the HR involved, the reference checks, the onboarding, and then how many months of training does it take to get them up to speed to the person that left? I I read a, a report a, a while ago, I think it was from Gallup, that, that was estimating it's twice the annual salary. All right. Now wow. Twice I did annual. not I did not even think it would be that high, but that is incredible. Because you, you're thinking about all the, the lost production while you while you're recruiting them and then the, the lower production while you're training them on top of all of the manpower and the advertising and everything to, to get them in. So if you think about again, let's just take a fifty thousand uh, dollar let's take a, a business with a hundred people, right? right? that lose it, that's got a 10% turnover, which is not a huge turnover, right? No. That's no. 10 people a year. Yeah. And let's say that the average wage is $50,000 for those people, which again is is probably shooting low. I just want to say I'm glad you're keeping the math simple here, yeah. Chris. I, that's, why, that's why I was doing it. <laughs> that's half a million dollars a year. Right? Half a million dollars. Now, what you what you were saying earlier is if is if if the company invested in their people, probably nine out of the 10 of those would stay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So therefore it would cost you. Um, so actually, no, a million dollars. It would be a million dollars if 10 people, right. because it's right. twice the salary. So if one left, it would cost you a hundred thousand. That means you're $900,000 better off. Right. If you invested a 10th of that, well, I'll, I'll tell you, if you are an organization or company listening to this podcast, you could hire Chris and myself <laughs> for considerably less than that $900,000 to show right. up for you monthly and train your team. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, the cost is nominal 
compared to the cost of hiring, right. retraining, getting them up to speed, yeah. productive people. And, and that, and then the fact, right. I mean, there's a number of businesses in my, like literally, I'm, I'm going to say literally every business in my community right now is looking for employees and they can't find them. I know one business owner that is going to be forced to shut down their location in our town by end of summer if they cannot find some teammates because they cannot serve their clients well enough in order to keep the comp the business open just because you can't find qualified employees that is that you do not want you cannot afford to lose teammates in today's economy yeah so if you're for your team and we're not just uh, not just investing in them yes yes invest in personal growth and development for them help them achieve their goals and reach their dreams and learn what their goals and dreams and desires are but just be for them yeah be present be willing to have conversations with them yeah and, and i think it's you know again a, a lot of people a lot of leaders think that this means that you've got to spend you've got to spend money on them right or you've got to yeah. give them huge wage increases or whatever it, it really doesn't you know it doesn't mean that what it means is that listening to them right yeah. helping them to 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 understand or, or or helping you to understand you know what they're seeing and experiencing in the day-to-day -day operation and right. then working with them to find better ways of of operating yeah to to to, to listen to how can they better serve their customers. And it, it reminds me of, um, you know, in, in one of the, the books I've, I've written on organizational leadership and, and co organizational culture and leadership, I introduce um, what I call the significance equation. And the significance equation um, is that you've got, you've got four, four or three, three things that, that, four things that you're looking at right one is business results now most leaders focus on business results what i'm telling you is don't do that uh, and as a as a, a leader and a manager you're probably saying well i have to because i've got a budget okay but don't worry about that for now <laughs> what 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 i want you to look at is the leadership right so the leadership in your organization if you grade that leadership and we've talked about the law of the lid right um mm -hmm in the start uh, mm -hmm. of this podcast, but the, if you grade your leadership ability of your team on a one to 10 basis, let's say it's a five, right? Because you've not done leadership training in the organization, what well, you obviously have, but you know, right. you know, an organization has not done leadership training, so it's a five. Yeah. The, the second thing is your employee engagement, mm -hmm. right? Now, if your leadership is only a five, your employee engagement cannot be higher than a five. So let's be generous and let's say it's a five as well. Right. The third thing is your customer satisfaction. Right. Now, if again, if your leadership is a five, your employee engagement can't be any higher than a five. So let's call it a five. And let's say that your employing uh, your customer satisfaction, again, cannot exceed the employee engagement. Right. So say that's a five. We're being generous. Fair enough. If we now multiply those fives, so five by five is 25 by five is 125. So your business results, right? So what you've got the equation is leadership multiplied by 
employee engagement multiplied by customer satisfaction equals your business results. Okay. Right. So five by five by five is 125. Right. If you could increase your um, leadership by one point, so you make it a six, right? You increase your um, your employee engagement employee by engagement one. By one, right? And that's a six. I just did the math on my calculator. We can't do math in my head anymore. Wow. Are you ready for this, folks? So Are you doing the math? Two hundred and sixteen. Right. So you've gone from one twenty-five to two hundred and sixteen by raising your leadership lid by one, one, engaging your employees and getting them more engaged by one, right? And therefore, which will result in a higher customer satisfaction. Right. Let's face it: if your employees are engaged and serving well, then so your business are, results are now at two hundred and sixteen. Yeah. So wow. as a business, what should you be for? Your people. You should be for your people. Right. I think that that is to me it's like a perfect example of why people are so important yeah right? because your customers your customers out you know um you know in in the retail store you're selling you know whether it's tvs dishwashers washing machines clothes whatever can they go and buy those things in other stores or online for a similar sort of price as 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 one store I would hazard a guess that the they would be yes. Yes. So what makes the difference? Why would they come to your store rather than one of those others? That's true. I mean, I think every every retail store out there, if you're listening, guess what? You have a competitor. And you know, yeah. let's face it, one of those is Amazon. Correct. Right? It's a behemoth, right? Yeah. How do you how do you and I think what makes you different from your competitor really at the end of the day is your employee engagement. Mm -hmm. And we, we'll probably go deeper as we as we dive more into this this book. Um, yes. You know, Jeff Henderson uh, used to work for Chick-fil-A, right? He was one of the the, the top people in Chick-fil-A. And I think we talked about Chick-fil-A a little bit before. Mm -hmm. What they do is they invest in their people. Absolutely. Right. They, their people deliver exceptional service. Now, does it happen 100 percent of the time? No, you can't. Nothing can. Right. But I'm sure it's in the high 80s or 90s. Right. Really, yeah. And therefore, people will go to Chick-fil-A, probably pay 50 cents to a dollar more than you could go to to one of the other chicken places, uh, well-known chicken places. And but they'll go there. Why? Because they get that service. Exactly. And you know what? And, and the funny thing is, well, here where it comes down to. Right. OK, so I'm going to tie this together with the Chick-fil-A example is that most employee engagement surveys that are done wages are usually third, fourth, fifth, sixth down the line, right? Mm -hmm. Really the, the, most of the times, the first thing on the engagement survey that people, they want to feel that they're making a difference. They want to yeah. feel that they're appreciated. And that's what Chick-fil-A does. It empowers, they empower their teammates to make decisions, to serve their customers well, to, you know, and, and they empower their store, the franchise owners to impact their communities in a positive mm -hmm. way. So they, that again, comes back to, are you for your people? Because yeah. if you are, 
in most employment engagement surveys and ones I've participated in, and I worked for a, a massive company with tens of thousands of employees here in Canada, and they had this, and wages was not number one. Most people, most managers think, oh, people just want more money. No, you know what they want? They want to feel appreciated and know that they're making a difference. Correct. That's what they want. And if you're for yep. your people, they will feel that. Yeah. And that goes back to what you're saying earlier about 94% of people would stay. And it and it's 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 much easier to to build a team and grow a team when you've got that consistency, right? Mm. The same as in the the car dealerships that I worked for and ran in the UK. The the easiest business was your repeat business and your referrals. Hundred percent. Right. The only way you get that is by by treating your people right and getting your people to treat the customer right. Then the customer will will spend money with your business. The business will be right. So I go back to what I'm saying earlier. Don't focus on the business results. Yeah. If that's what you're for, you're on a slippery slope. Absolutely. Right. What you need to be for, in in our opinion, right, is is the people. Is the people. And it starts with the leadership Absolutely. and the employees. They'll look after your customers. The customers will look after your business. Absolutely. Right? So, so here's a, the, the thing. We like to leave our, our listeners with a, a task, right? So think about the, the company that you work for now, right? If, if, it's, if you work for a company, if it's your own company, same, same will be. What is your company for? Mm-hmm. All right. Is it clear? Now, they may have a mission statement, a vision statement. That's great. If it's just writing on a wall, it means nothing, right? right. Do right. they live that, right? What are they for? And then what are your, what are your customers, right, or, or your colleagues? What, are, what do you feel the company's for? Mm-hmm. Do the two align? Yeah. If and if they don't, business, you've got work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I know I would suggest that you probably have got work to do. I think probably <laughs> most people do, right? Yeah. And this book, and again, we want to just encourage you buy Jeff Henderson's book. It's called Know What You're For. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, like I said, it's actually it's an easy read, but mm-hmm. man, there's some powerful ideas in here on how to be well, how to really understand what you're for. Right. So um, I think that's that's the challenge then. Mm-hmm. This week, Chris, uh, yep. again, Chris and I will be back next week. Uh, we took last week off because Chris was on a cruise. <laughs> yes. Cruising around. Read in, read in, know what you're for. Read, know what you're for, yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll be back next week with another episode, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, if, you, if you've liked what you heard, please comment, send us a message, find yep. us on social media. Uh, and share this podcast with your friends and family uh, and help us build a, build a, build a listener list. And we appreciate you for tuning in and we hope you got some value from this. Any final words, Chris? And well, I would say one thing I would, I would ask us questions as well. Right. So follow us on social media and ask us questions. Yes. Um, And, and if there's something specific you want us to cover next week or in future weeks, let us know. Um, the second thing you could do, maybe tell us on social media in the comments, you know, what you think we're for. That would be, yeah, we want to know. We'd love to hear that. Awesome. We'd love to hear that. All right. 
Everyone have an amazing day. Thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate you and value you and let us know if any way we can serve you. Have an amazing day. Take care. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Lead from the Driver's Seat with Al Rutan. Al would love to hear from you. Reach out anytime at www.lrutan.com or hello at lrutan.com.